But there we go. Right. Anyway, uh, let's go. So go for it. So uh, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the very first interview, if you like, of the Business Insider Secrets from Team Hoops. Uh, I'm really, really excited to have the very first guest on. And this really is all about helping people that want to set up a business, they've got a small business, to really basically learn from real stories from real people who are living and breathing this stuff. They're growing a business, they're running a business, and they really want to share their experience with the world as well. And I'm hoping that this young man is uh, an inspiration to us all. Uh, he's fit, he's good looking, he's got a business. Like, what more else there is there to come from you, Max, I reckon? So welcome, Max. Brian and Andy, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I'm uh, honoured to be your first guest on on, uh, on on your podcast. So uh, thank you very much. I'm excited. Yeah, no worries. So Max, I mean, obviously I could big you up and give you everything you've done. But, you know, I know you can give a little intro about, you know, what you've done, where you're going to go to. But let's start off really, really simple. Uh, and let's just start. Give me a bit of the background of Max. And I don't mean sort of what you're doing for a job now. I mean, sort of a bit before that, a bit of a bit of history. Okay, so when I, left, when I left college, I knew that I wanted to be a personal trainer. Discovered the gym when I was 15 years old and quickly fell in love with it. Um, I played sport most of my childhood, kept picking up injuries here and there. Um, so that's what took me away from sport. Um, hold on one second here then. So Max, 15 you found the gym when you say you found the gym like did someone invite you is it something you just thought i'll give that a go how did that happen so where i kept picking up injuries uh playing sport i was very very sedentary for a year it was probably when i was about 14 15 and i started putting on a little bit of weight and i my reflection in the mirror i really didn't like it so i started talking to one of my friends at the time called dan and he invited me to go to the gym with him, walked in the gym, fell in love with it instantly, and I never turned back. And this was, yeah, 11 years ago now. And I've been going to the gym ever since consistently. Um, I can't remember the last time I, I missed a workout. I absolutely love it, apart from when I was traveling in Australia, maybe. Um, so, yeah, that's how I, I fell in love with the gym. And I quickly, uh, quickly, well, after a year, I would say, um, the benefits I was reaping from training um increased confidence um belief in myself um and uh sort of more the mental aspect as well because i was you know the, the, chal the challenging workouts benefited you mentally and physically and what i what i found is that was coming into other areas of my life um as well so got into personal training did that for two and a half years absolutely loved it i'm gonna i'm gonna pause you there a second because you've gone yeah. from like 15 years old to personal training somewhere down the line. So let's go. So what did you study at college? I studied sport and ICT and maths. Okay. Uh, Are you a bit of a maths geek? No, like not, at not at all. I was only interested in the sport. I was only interested in the oh. sport college. <laughs> but uh, I went into a personal training apprenticeship, which was absolutely amazing straight after college. Okay. Um, when so did you do I, that? I did that at the Solent Hotel in Whiteley. Um, oh, so I did... I could, I could study to be a personal trainer and get um, experience at the same time. And I did that for one year. And then after that, I did personal training for a year and a half before I actually moved into sales, telecommunications for a little bit. Um, so, so I had that experience behind me, did the telecommunications thing for a year, learned so much about actually selling, which was very beneficial. Crucial uh, life skill. But how did you go from what was it? What made you sort of stop the PT stuff and move into the sales? Was there like a trigger somewhere there? Yes. And um, it was purely down to me wanting to earn more money. I was 18 at the time or 19. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I want to earn more money. So I had some friends that were in telesales and they seemed to be doing, doing well at that time, better than I was. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. So that's what moved me onto in onto telecoms, um, which I don't regret at all because I learned so much doing it. Yeah, um, it's a fantastic skill set to learn that sales exactly. patter. You 
I did sales. I'm never going to be the top salesperson in the world, but understanding yeah. the pathology gives you some more skills around life, not necessarily just sales. Yes, yes, yes. Just dealing with people in general. Um, yes. It gives you skills with that. Um, and also it's a skill that you can just take with you for the rest of your life. And it was something I learned at 18, 19 years old. Um, yeah. Super, super valuable. So I did that for a year and then I went off traveling to Australia um, and I actually took those sales skills with me to Australia and did another sales job when I was out there and I was working on and off. Came back from Australia after a year. Oh, you're then... skipping the exciting bits again. Right, so you went to Australia. Oh, right, so so when you said, so what did you do? Did you, you save enough money to go traveling? Yes. How did that? Okay. And then, save so... enough money to go traveling. Um, it, I just had itchy feet. I just wanted to go. That's something I just wanted to do at the time. I was like, right, I, if I'm... If I, I wasn't, I wasn't happy in the telecoms job. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wasn't happy in the telecoms job, even though I was doing okay financially, the money was coming in. So actually what I discovered, I was like, well, actually, even though I've got those numbers on the board, I'm the top salesman this month, I'm still not fulfilled. I'm still not happy. So that was quite an interesting thing at that age to learn. Um, so that's when, yeah, I wasn't happy in the telecoms job and I decided that I had itchy feet. I wanted to go off. And, and have an adventure and go, go traveling. And um, so I went to Australia for a year um, and had an, had an awesome time out there and um, working, traveling and, and all sorts. And Did you travel all around? Did you stick to certain areas? Yeah, I, tra I, so I landed in Brisbane, uh, spent a little bit of time there, sort of partying, having fun, meeting people. Um, and then from there, I went over to the West Coast and I traveled from Darwin all the way down to Perth in about, I think it was about 14 days, which was about over 4,000 kilometers. Yeah. which was a ridiculous amount of a ridiculous distance to travel in that time i'm um, in a camper van with a few friends that i met and then from there went and did some farm work a little bit more working and then before i left i traveled up the east coast um so i, I managed to it within a year it worked out it panned out quite nicely um considering i didn't really go out there with a plan to begin with yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Of just let's see see how things go and you went on your own you didn't go with anyone yes i went out there myself Yes, I went out there by myself. I love traveling by myself. Um, I have done quite a few travel experiences by myself since. Uh, but I did have some friends catch up with me a few months after I was out there and just caught up with me. And we, we did go off and sort of do our own thing anyway. Um, so that was an incredible experience. Um, and that was something that um, probably one of the best things that I, I, I've, I've done is, is go traveling to Australia and really get out getting outside your comfort zone at 20 years old, yeah. flying to the other side of the world with no plan, some, some cash in the bank and saying, you know what, let's, uh, let's see where this takes me. Awesome idea as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely yeah. awesome idea. Because when you came back is when we met. Yes, that's right. That's right. So you were at Mills. I remember it. I exactly remember that. it. So we had a little office next to your mum and sister's shop or your shop, yeah. I don't know, however that works, uh, which I will we'll dig into in a second. Because, um, so I, for those that are listening, I had a, um, an office in Botley Mills, uh, local to us here, and the shop opposite, and it's like a little precinct of shops, and the, the shop opposite was a wedding dress and prom dress shop that uh, Max's mum and sister sort of um, and I got to know your sister Charlotte really well, and then your mum uh, periodically. And then when you came back, we sort of, I'm really, I like going around talking to people basically. So I'd obviously known your sister and the other people that are working in there, and that's how we got chatting. That's it. And we sort of, I discussed, uh, we did discuss some personal training at the time. Um, however, when I got back from Australia, this is a really important part of, of my story, actually. Um, a guy I met, it was really great friends with out in Australia, still good friends with him. Now he lives in Ipswich. Uh, when we got back, we decided... You won't hold that against him. <laughs> no, I'm trying not to. Um, when, when we got back, we decided we were going to move to London and we were going to work in property. It was this, it was this idea That's we had. Yes. Right? So we did that. We, we went to... He was work, I was working in lettings. He was working in sales. It was super busy. Um, we, we gave it a shot and we decided... He, was, um, he had that sort of entrepreneurial spirit as well, Ryan, his name is. Um, and after three months, we were like, you know what? This isn't for us. Let's just go. You're going to go back to Ipswich. I'm going back to Southampton. Let's just set up our own businesses. Let's do this. Because that's all we used to talk about. Let, we, our, 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 our master plan 
was to set up our own estate agents in London, go there, get some experience. And so that's what we originally planned. But then nice. we went and set up um, what he loves, which is vintage clothing. And he's still going now and he's doing really well. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, I went, I came home and um, I struggled. When I came back from London, there was two months and I was trying to fit, funnily enough, I was looking at Amazon FBA. I was trying to figure out what is this thing, Max, um, that, that you need to do or you should do or what, what's your calling? Um, and I think it was Gary V. I, I came across one of his videos yep. one day and he said, do what you're passionate about. And that just hit me that day. I watched that video that day. It just hit me. And then that's when I, after two months of kind of almost hitting rock bottom, I almost hit rock bottom within those two months. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go for it with the personal training thing. But this time, I'm going to set up my own business doing something I'm passionate about. And, and that's when, on the 1st of January 2017, I set up the personal training business. Yeah, nice. Because, well, I think then there's a few things there. There's, there's the education, like you know, educating yourself and Gary Vee will come on to in a bit. But yes. that, you know, there's a lot of people that are sort of, you know, young guys, ladies, you know, mm-hmm. that you know, I think about my son, he's 17 years old, hasn't got a Scooby what he wants to do, right? Mm-hmm. Not a Scooby, like, uh, and there's millions of people in that exact, I still don't know what I want to do, but nonetheless, like, you know, yeah. people come through, you get to that point, you know, you're in that position where you're like, right, what am I going to do? And for two months, you're like, what am I going to do? So you, know, you said you came across a video by Gary V. Like, that's one thing, but like, what else was you looking at? Because it wasn't like you was just scrolling oh. through your newsfeed one day and it popped oh. up. Okay, so some, something I will say is when I was 10 years old, my dad, my dad, my dad, my dad passed of that age. I've been looking for mentors. Okay, don't get me wrong. My mum has been an incredible mentor to me. She's an amazing lady. A, She's an amazing lady. As a successful business person herself. But yeah. I was kind of looking yeah. for like a mentor, a male figure. So I was always looking online, trying to maybe find a mentor. And so from a young age, probably when I was about 14, 15, I was looking online at actually, um, it, it, this time it was trainers online. I was educating myself on training, nutrition. I was educating myself on that. I've always been massive on self-education. Um, and then that's how, when I stumbled across people like, you know, Ty Lopez, Gary Vee, all these incredible people, Grant Cardone, and yeah. all these big yeah. giants that are very inspirational. So it wasn't that I just stumbled across one of Gary Vee's videos. It was over time I watched this content and I kind of got it engraved in me. Um, and uh, like even, I think even Gary says it himself, you'll watch a video one day and it'll, it'll, it'll you'll take a golden nugget, a little spark, and that will be it. And uh, that's what happened. It was that one video one day, but I was always searching. I was, it, wasn't, it wasn't like some miraculous video I came across and it was suddenly like, I found what I want to do. I was searching for a long time for that thing. Yeah, no, and that actually, I think that's the crucial bit because the education piece is, you know, I talk about it all the time. And I know, you know we've talked about it in the past or anyway, you know, that yeah. you know, how do you educate yourself to get yourself to a different state? That's not a case of, you know, I want to be a different me or I want to, it's just, what do I need to do to sort of get to the next level? And that whole progression yeah. thing is absolutely critical. And what I love there is that you'd always look for you, not, not I love the fact you'd always look for different mentors because of what happened in your past. But what I mean is you've used the best of the situation to make it work for you. Like, you know, basically. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, that, that piece where you, you then talk about education versus college. So what I'm, what I'm getting to now is you're educating yourself in the things you like and you're educating yourself on the things that someone's telling you you've got to educate yourself on. Was yeah. there a difference so, for you? Yeah, there's a massive difference. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a massive difference. This is me personally, and I'm not saying this is right, but when I was at school, when I was at college, I wasn't interested, okay? And if I had, this, if I had the same mindset I had now, I probably would have gone 100% at it, but I wasn't interested. I, I kind of knew that that... That kind of education, somehow I knew at that age, wasn't going to make me successful or get me to where I wanted to be. Um, so the, the self-education is, 
it, 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 it's crucial and it's I think people should do it every day it's an everyday thing it's not a three-week thing you need to be self-educating yourself in you know your mindset your, your emotional intelligence like that's huge in business if you want to go into business you need to be emotionally intelligent um so becoming more self-aware as well is, is another thing um, but looking, look at these people online, uh, these mentors that are going to help you shift your mindset, like you were saying, Andy, to get to that next level. Because I truly believe you will not get to the next level if you don't work on your mindset. Um, so that, I, that's what I think, the, and perspective as well. These people, um, from what you've been taught or programmed from when you're at school or college, these people will um, sort of undo that programming as such. Um, and they will actually um, get you thinking in a different way um, to kind of set you up for success. So with, with the self-education thing, I think it's, um, it's an everyday thing. You have to be doing it consistently. Um, and, and, and yeah, it's, it's shifting that mindset and all of those things. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I totally agree. I'm firstly bought into all of that. I mean, I, I, I like you exactly the same. College for me was a bit of a washout. Well, school was, a, I, I passed my exams. I mean, just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, just, it was a process to go through. And I didn't, but unlike you, I didn't educate myself in anything else, really. I mean, other, mm. so other than work things, like I went to work and educate myself on work. Yeah. But I didn't educate myself on other stuff. Like I never read a book or never watched a video or whatever. I mean, bear in mind, you got 20 years on me, I reckon. But <laughs> apart from that, like, <laughs> you know, the, that's not an excuse, by the way, because I still had books. I, I mean, there was, tape, <laughs> there was tapes and cassettes. I mean, there was a record as well. But, I mean, <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> but yeah, I totally agree with that. All right, so look, so we've got the self-education, then that video twigs that. And then all of a sudden, because you say the 1st of January, 2017, because the yeah. first picture on your Facebook page is the 11th of December, 2016. So that basically is right on line with where you're, uh, you're saying there, you know, that sort of something happens and all of a sudden you're like, boom, that's yes. where I'm going. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So, that's it. so that was sort of the moment where I said, like, like I said, I hit rock bottom. I said, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm just going to go 110% at this and see where it takes me. And um, when you, when you actually do that, um, it's quite incredible what happens um, and who you sort of start attracting into your life and, and, and things, you know, it's, it is really quite an incredible thing. I, so, I think that's, that's a really an interesting part. One thing I'd like to dig into that there, because obviously your mum's got a really successful business already. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what advice did you get from her about you or, or what things did you learn from her over the previous decade? that she'd been running it, you know, that sort of... Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what, I, I can't actually pinpoint one specific thing, but I did watch her on her journey, right? And that was inspirational to me because I didn't get it when I was younger. When I was younger, I, I didn't get that. But then when I maybe started to come into business, business myself, yeah. I thought, right, my mum, she brought up two kids by herself and she set up two businesses. And sometimes I two businesses she's got. Yeah. You know, but what I mean is both successful businesses. Yes, well. both successful. Yeah. Um, and and I, I sometimes think with, with my business that I have now, how would you bring up two children <laughs> yes. and run the business at the same time? Yes. How would you juggle those things? I so yeah. I hope you got a medal. <laughs> no, because I'm going to get her one though. She deserves one. <laughs> yeah, I think she uh, does. No, uh, so, so no, it's very inspiring. I would, I couldn't say there's one thing that she. I think I saw her work ethic. I saw her work ethic before she even set up dress to go in the bridal mill. Like she still had her own businesses here and there, doing all sorts of different things. And I saw her work ethic when she and it was that entrepreneurial. So, you know, going here, buying something and then, you know, making a markup on it and, and things like that. So um, I sort of, you know, kids are very, you know, they see everything, don't they, kids? So I was watching that as I grew up and that showed me a different way of go instead of maybe going to get a nine to five job um, yeah. like some people do, which is nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Um, but that showed me a different way, um, whereas at school and at college, they were saying, go, you know, 
get get great grades so you can go yep. get a nice secure job. Okay, yep. that's what they were saying. But then I was looking at my mum thinking, hang on a minute, she didn't do very well at school, but how come she's got these two businesses that are successful and she's actually doing okay financially? So I was trying to put those two together and I was thinking, hmm, it, you know, so yeah. I had that sort of, um, yeah, so it definitely helped um, having my mum to sort of watch her on her journey and, uh, and, and see what she was doing. Yeah, yeah, no. Not, I can't pinpoint one specific thing, but it was just watching her yeah. actions and, and, and what she was doing. But you naturally learn from all of that. You know, you're right. You know, there's so many people that even now schools are still promoting. Yeah. Do well in jo- in your class. You know, do mm. well in grades. Go and get a job. Like, I totally get that actually, you know, for the majority of people, that's exactly what you should do. But on the other token, if you're not excelling at school, you shouldn't think, oh, no, this isn't for me. I'm going to have a crap life. I'm going to be crap at this. I'm crap. I'm rubbish. Because you're not. Like, you you and I, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, you was probably a lot better than I was at school, you know, but you, we, we weren't exactly grade A students is what I'm getting from this, you know? Yes. Because, but we just probably messed around a bit. I certainly did. You did. Wasn't right? so, you know, but you was there for fun. Yeah. And, and all of those things sort of led you to be there, not because you wanted to work, but therefore, so if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I did crap at school, they told me I'd never make anything, they told me I'd never do this, let me tell you now, because this is one of my pet little little hates, that, you know, every single person on this planet who thinks they're crap, I can tell you now, you have the ability to go and do something if you get up off your ass and do it. So let me, uh, anyway. We won't, we won't, we won't go on about that anymore. So, Max, so you, you set this business up. What were the first sort of things you did? What was the first thing you thinking? Right, I'm going 110. percent What do I need to do? The first thing I did was I put it out on social media to let everybody know what I was doing. So it's kind of a bit of accountability there as well. I thought, right, I'm going to let everyone know this is what I'm doing. This is my commitment. Um, and then um, it was yeah, finding somewhere to actually, you know take bring my clients and train them um, yeah. so i found somewhere that was local to me at the time which worked very well um, and it and it's it was me going there and approaching the gym it was me creating that opportunity for myself so um i started off um at a, at a place in bishop's waltham called dsx fitness uh, it was a great place for me to start my business yeah. but after i think it was about 10 months um i quickly outgrew the place um, great gym, but, but quite small. And I started to go into the group training. So I, I, I outgrew it. And then that's when I moved location over to the Hedge End Golf Centre after about 10 months. Was that a difficult switch? You know, did it naturally happen? Or were you thinking, well, when I get to, you know, nine people, I'll then switch. And I'm not saying nine's the number, but you see what I mean? Like, was there something in your head or was it just like, actually, I've had grown it, so I've got to go? What it was is I went to the hedging golf center, okay, and I walked in there to actually hit some balls one day. And I looked to my left and I saw what they did. They, they, they expanded their gym. They had all brand new gym equipment in there. I said, excuse me, please could somebody show me around this gym? I want to check it out. It looks, it looks like an absolutely incredible playground to me. I want to go see yeah. what's in there. Uh, show me around the gym. Um, and that's when I turned around and spoke to the owner and said, hey, have you got any pers- out, um, have you got any self-employed personal trainers working in their in the gym and they said no we haven't i said would you be interested in having a self-employed personal trainer in there and they said you know what let me have a think about it and i'll get back to you they called me a few days later and said yes we would like a self-employed personal trainer in here come in and have a chat with us and that's how i got started at the the hedge and golf center um and it was it was the potential i saw of being there um so i could see there was a lot more potential at this facility, at the Hedge and Golf Centre facility, and the location was better as well. Um, in regards to what you said with the transition, um, I wasn't worried at all because I felt like it was a better place for me to train my clients. I felt like I could get them better results at this facility. Yeah. And as soon as they walked through those doors and saw the gym, I knew they were going to feel the same way. So I didn't feel feel like that. You know, so it was really about the client's journey 
that you're talking about yes. there, you know, I can do a better job for my clients. Exactly. That's what you're talking about there. You're not thinking, oh, I can get 10 more people through. You're solely thinking on, I can do a better job for my clients. And that's a crucial lesson right there. Lesson number one, everyone. I was thinking about my client. What's best for my client? And I knew that, that if I put something in place that was better for my client and gave them more value, the, 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 the other clients are going to come. The other clients are going to come. Um, but that's always, you know, I still do now to this day after doing personal training for over five years, I still walk into a personal training session and say, this is going to be the best personal training session I've ever done. Every single one. So I try and keep that standard so high. Uh, but, but yeah, I always have the client in mind first. It's not about me. It's about them. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I could go on, but go on. Yeah, no, 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 no. I think that's absolutely crucial. That, that whole piece about what you do for the client, because at the end of the day, yes, the client's paying you, but what that means is by doing the focusing on the client means you're doing the best job for the client, getting the best out. You know, I used to teach sailing, you know, and when I used to teach sailing, I wanted to deliver the best sailing session I'd ever taught every single time I went. That was my ultimate goal. And the goal was to teach someone to sell. Like there was no, you know, it wasn't you know, from a business point of view. Yeah. Like we all, we all get hung up on, you know, we've got to grow the business. We've got to get more profit. We've got to do this. No. Actually, what we've got to do is the best job for the client. In my case, that was teaching people to sell you know, in previous years. It's about the client. The money will look after itself later down the line. You know, you've got to focus on the, the core first. Because if you ain't got the yeah. core, the rest ain't going to come anyway. Like Exactly, exactly. I do feel like when I do speak to, you know, some, some people that are in and around my age, they've got their own business, they're just starting out. They are very focused on the money. Um, I do find that they are very focused on, on, on the money. And I'd say, look, just help people. Just provide as much value as you can to the client, the customer. Um, and the money's going to be there. Like you said, you put it perfectly. The money will take care of itself. Yeah, exactly that. I think, um, you know, the, and, you know, let's, let's not, you know, mis get mistaken here. You know, we're not saying do everything for free. What we're saying is, is you've got to charge for what you do and you've got to charge enough to be able to make sure you can help the next person. Because yeah. you know, in Max's example, you know, he's helping people change their lives. You know, they're going from perhaps overweight to being, you know, not necessarily the biggest buff person in the world, but they're basically making their life much more comfortable and making their life longer. Like, you know, they're making changes in their life. And if he doesn't charge X amount of pounds, whatever that happens to be, he can't help the next person do that. And I think that's absolutely key. Um, yeah, that's it. And, and, and going on from that as well, Andy, um, it's the more people pay, the more they pay attention. Um, so sometimes if you don't charge somebody enough, you might be doing them a bit of a disservice there um, because they're not going to be financially as committed into what you're offering. So I think that's something else to think about as well is, yeah, charge what you're worth, uh, but don't be afraid to charge what you're worth um, because that is going to make the client more invested, which in the long run is going to get them better results anyway. Yeah. So that's, that's something to definitely, definitely think about as well. And I think the thing that comes in there is that customer experience. The customer's experience is going to be that much better because they think they're getting the value. That's the key bit. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you're into hedge end and you, the numbers are growing because you're doing an awesome job, right? So the numbers are growing. You're doing great. And Obviously, I know you've taken on people since, right? So, yes. so what happened? You, in fact, let's go back from that. So, before you took those on, you've obviously get to got to take those on. But what were the key sort of programs or things you did to make sure the business grew to be able to take somebody on? So, some if we want to talk about sort of mistakes that maybe I've made, this this is where um, I, I this this could come in. So. I was trying to do too much by myself for too long. And I, I burned myself out quite a few times. So I grew and um, I started to find my niche market. I started, I looked at my client base one day and said, you know what, who am I working with here? And I think 70 to 80% of them were females around a certain age. And I said, that's my target market. And then that, that was a bit of a game changer from there. That's when I said, you know what, 
I discovered small group personal training. It made it more affordable. People could train more frequently, which they got, got better results and it built more of a community. So I started pushing towards the, the small group female training and I really got some traction with that. And as that really started to grow, that's when I thought, you know what, I need to bring someone else on with me here because this business is growing and growing and growing and uh, I needed some support. So that's when uh, Mark Connor, that you know, um, he was doing personal training with me. He was a one-to-one -one personal training client of mine and he was in the police and he did his, some fitness classes on the side that he taught. So he had some fitness background. Um, and he said to me one day, he said, Max, I would love to do what you do. And I said, it's funny you say that, Mark, because I need somebody to come and work with me. And I think the next personal training session we had, he said, let's do it. I've signed up for my PT course. And then that's how I brought on my first person, which is Mark Connor, my right-hand man, my yeah. right-hand man. Because um, you know, it's interesting how those things come on. Like you weren't absolutely. looking, like in your mind, you're thinking, God, I need someone. You didn't, you weren't advertising for anything, I'm guessing at that point. You were looking oh. for the right person at the right time who then happened to, to come along and, 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 and saw you right out. But that yeah. is strange how those things happen. I always believe things happen for a reason. Like everything is like given to you some way that you, you're just waiting for that opportunity to happen. Would you, in hindsight, have taken someone on sooner? Like, I'm not, regardless of Mark, but... Yes, if I, if I met, I think it was meeting that right individual. So yes, I, I think I was up by myself for too long. I was trying to do too much by myself. If I met the right person sooner, um, or you know what, I should have probably three, four, five, six months before Mark came on, I should have probably been advertising for a personal trainer. My business was growing. It was, you know, it was, that's something I should have done. I should have brought somebody on sooner um, to work with me. And I think that's a trap that a lot of, um, you know, self-employed, if you want to solopreneurs get into, yeah, um, is definitely. they just stay a one-man band for too long um, and they, they don't grow and they're trying to do everything within their business and maybe not I've outsourcing it. Yep. Yeah, we've all been guilty of it. Yeah, sure. We, uh, and what, I think yeah, what, what happened to you, Andy, when you were sort of, how, how did you experience that? When so you I was, one, one yeah, I mean, I was doing that. I was working by myself and I was trying to do everything and I was doing wedding photography and I was doing 3D printing. I was doing sailing coaching and I was basically scrabbling around and don't get me wrong, we, we, you know, we did great. We got to six figures, which, you know, when you're basically self-employed, scrabbling around doing loads of different bits was amazing. Yeah. But the problem with that is because I was scrabbling around trying to earn more and more money, right? You're like, I've got to do more, I've got to do more, I've got to do more. When actually what I should have done was gone, actually, what here can I outsource? Do something once, get paid forever. Now, obviously, photographing a wedding, they're paying me to do that, you know? Some of the coaching I was doing, they were paying me to do the coaching. But there were things that I could have got rid of. But I, 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 I was almost too greedy with it. Like, I wanted it. And it. I'm like, I want to keep hold of it. Because when you're self employed yeah. you don't know where the next pound's coming from. So you're like, <laughs> shoot, if I, if I bring someone on and I give them a hundred quid, because a hundred quid's a lot, when you're self-employed, a hundred quid's a lot of money, right? You know, 100 quid, yeah. 100 quid's a lot of money anyway, right? So you're like, yeah. if I bring someone and pay them 100 pound, that's 100 pound out of my pocket. Like, I might need that next month. I can't do that. Yeah, that, that, that's it, that's it. I think you, you do get quite protective when you're sort of self-employed. Yes. You, you just want to hold on to what, you're, what you've got. Yeah. But you should have that shift in mindset and say, you know what, I'm going to bring someone else on and that's going to scale my business. And in, in the person you do bring on that, I think that first person is absolutely crucial. And you want to try and look for somebody, if you get to that position where you can do it, you want to try and look for somebody that has got strengths that you haven't got, yep. um, if, if you can. Um, so, yeah. I mean, we, I mean we, we went down, when we sort of switched, if you like, you know, we, we basically got, um, we sort of did exactly that. We were looking for skills that we didn't have and all those sort of things. And really it was more around how do we um, train someone once and get paid for it forever? Like, what, what can we do that's scalable 
where I can yeah. I can take my knowledge, give someone, here's a system, here's a process, right? You do that. I'll go and get the next one and then I'll pass it to you, pass it to you, pass it to you, pass it to you. Yes. Um, and some businesses are a lot easier to do that than others. Your wedding mm. photography, actually in hindsight, I've got some wicked ideas of how I would do that differently. But there you go. Anyway, right then, Max. So you've now taken on Mark, right? So your first yes. mistake was not taking on someone soon enough. So yes. you've been taking on Mark and you know, he's carried on to grow, hasn't it? I mean, like it was just going great yeah. down still growing now it's still growing now it's just uh we yeah mark mark was um mark's a great pt he's he's he's, he's, he's developed himself into a really good personal trainer um yeah. he sort of represents the mhr fitness brand really well um and he's my right hand man um yeah. he, he knows that um so he got maxed out within six months yeah. right when he started with me i was like mark i know I've, I've got way too much going on right now i was probably doing 45 hours of personal training a week or something ridiculous it might have been more ridiculous. it might have been more than that right yeah. who knows how i was doing that i don't know but i was and i said mark i've got 15 hours for you sat here right now and i know if you want more i can scale that within three six months so i'll get you fully booked and that's what we did um so i, I scared and it's not you know just because of me it's because of mark who he is as a person his personality and his commitment and he's just an awesome guy all around and yeah he got fully booked out as a personal trainer within six months which yeah. is quite quite impressive um, yeah. for him to be able to do that, and he's still fully booked out now. He's he's very popular. Um, with, so, what with, did you do in order to scale that and make sure you were both fully booked? What was like yeah. the key thing that you did that made that happen? So, it was of course providing a great experience for our, yeah. our client. Number one, number two, okay, and every entrepreneur business owners should be doing Facebook advertising, okay? So I, I, I know a lot more about Facebook advertising now than I did back then. But all I did was created what I thought was, a, was an advert, um, quite a nice image with some text. I, I went on that boost post on Facebook and I did, I, I, I did that to scale my group personal training. So I pumped money into Facebook advertising and that really brought me in a lot of leads. And again, uh, we, that's, that's really interesting. Sorry, Max, because that boosting post, you know, the, the sort of Facebook gurus will say, oh, you should never boost a post. You should do this, 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 and overcomplicate it. But actually by boosting it, it just goes to your local fan base locally with friends and everything else, right? Yeah, yeah that's it. That's who it. you want. I know, I know you get a much better return of your investment on your Facebook adverts. I know that now. But back then, I had one boost post advert where I got over a hundred comments on it. I had to turn it off because it was doing it was too you much. Cope with it. <laughs> I, I turned it off. I turned it off. I said, "This is Brilliant. ridiculous." And I, it was it was you know don't get me wrong. I was putting more money into it because yeah, it yeah. was performing well. But there was a there was a stage where I just said, "You know what? This is going to have to go." And yeah, yeah. so <laughs> boost post, you can still get a great performing ad and get results from it. Definitely. Very simple, very simple, but very it can be very effective. Yeah, fantastic. So, so there's the two of you. You both now fall, and then you do what? Bring on another trainer, James Olympian, Olympian rower James Fode. Uh, so James has been on board with us a year. Um, so, again, the same thing happened with James. Right, we got him fully booked within six months, and then we go into lockdown in March. <laughs> so he's had a little bit of a, a bump at the beginning of his journey but he's he's, he's come out the other end of the, 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 the you know the lockdown um still being in an okay position and now he's almost sort of fully booked again yeah. uh, even with the gyms being reopened for a couple of months um so james is, is in an awesome position um he's a great asset to the team as well it just got to that stage where okay for example this is another example where i should have probably brought somebody on sooner when when one of us went on holiday, it was like say say if uh, I went away, Mark was ridiculously busy because he was fully booked out already, and he took on some of my work and yeah. vice versa. When Mark went away, I'm not kidding you, I did 65 personal training sessions in eight <laughs> days. That's not even a joke. <laughs> That's not so, and that was um, not even taking on all of Mark's work. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I should have probably brought brought somebody on sooner again. Yeah. Um. So. You almost want to 
if you've got the balls to do it, you almost want to be thinking about bringing that person on or bringing them on just before you're ready. If your company, if your business is growing, if your business is growing, try not to leave it too late. Um, but yeah, so now we've got James on board. There's three of us, really good team. So, but you've talked that, so you've got three personal trainers. So you've got three people delivering, three people that are cost you bringing in money into the business, if you like. Yes. But what about all the admin? What about all the marketing? What about the social? What about the, and everything else that goes with that? How does that work? So Sasha, who's an admin assistant, and she works with us three days a week. Um, and she, I, I took her on, it was September last year. So she, she works with us part time. She helps out with all the admin and, and helps with the social media side of things as well. Um, and yeah, so again, that was something where I was so busy, Mark was so busy, um, sort of bringing, brought Sasha on actually before James, just or a similar time. Yeah. I knew I kind of needed both. So I was planning ahead. I was like, right, I might not need this admin assistant at this moment in time, but I'm going to need her when I have another trainer. There's no doubt about that. It's going to create another 30 or 40 clients within the business. There's going to be a lot more admin. There's no way I'm going to be able to do the time for social media and managing a team. So I brought Satchel on to, to, to do the admin and social media. Yeah, fantastic. So I think just because yeah. yeah, we talked a lot there about all the sort of, you know, yeah, the cost center, the people driving the cash, right? You know, but from an admin function, you know, we don't always see that as driving. I see that personally as an absolutely crucial function at any shadow of doubt. But for some people, they see that as, well, that person's not earning any money. Like they're not bringing any money into the business. What they're doing though is relieving you, Max, to grow the business in other areas or for James and Mark to be able to go out and do more personal training classes. And, and also, you know, it could be something like, okay, I'm super busy, Mark is, James is, we get an inquiry come in. We're not, we might not be able to touch that for 24 hours, for example. And but that's she's there. Days. She can respond to it within five minutes. Yes. Catch that person while she's hot. That, that person's hot. I'll jump on the phone with them or whatever and then get them in for a consultation. But if we contact them the, ne the next day, they might not be, they might have changed their mind. They've gone somewhere so, else. Yeah, they've gone somewhere else. Who has an admin assistant and is responding to their messages super quick. There you go. That is exactly it. People want to be responded to now. They're, they're not, yes. they, they've gone, I want to do some personal training, right? Hedge end, which is where we live for those that are like, yeah. Hedge end, personal trainers, right? Now you'll know how many there are in the local area, but I'm guessing there's a handful, right? So there's a fair few, there's a fair few, yeah, sure. Yeah. So this we're going to go, right, email, one, two, three, four, right. Can I do personal training with you? How much is it? When can I start? One, two, three, four. Email five people, right? They're gonna the first person that comes back that sounds great, they're gonna go, oh yeah, I'll go with them. I mean, if they first come back and they sound like a bunch of douchebags, they're probably not gonna do it. Obviously, they're not gonna feel like that when they hear you, Sasha, or whatever. They're gonna be like, Yeah, wicked. Yeah, come in. Like it's that so that speed to response is absolutely crucial. Um, crucial, crucial. And also, it's giving our clients a better customer, uh, a better experience as well. Um, admin in the background, if an email comes in, Sasha can respond to that and deal with that on that maybe on that day. So it just makes everything more efficient, more organised, more efficient. Um, in, yeah, it, it, it's a game changer bringing someone like Sasha on board. So that's like the fitness side. Now you also had or have you're going to have to talk me through it the meal prep yes. side. Yes. Okay. So. Um, it was it was an idea that came into my head, and I don't know if you you've had this, Andy, but you get an idea in your head and you just can't get it out. Oh, it yes. was stuck there. <laughs> I've got to give this a shot. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure you get loads. Um, it was a meal prep business, and I thought this will go hand in hand nicely with the personal training. I've constantly got clients saying they don't have time to do meal prep. Um, they're not too sure what to eat. Um, they're bored of what they're eating. They're continuously eating the same thing. So I thought, it, meal prep, deliver food to people's door, freshly cooked, nutritious, make it convenient for them. I'm going to do it. And then I thought of somebody that I could um, work with who is a really good chef that I knew. Um, so we went with it. We went with it. Uh, we called it MHR Food to begin with. Um, and we did it for three months. And... Uh, 
yeah, it was growing. It was growing um, with, without actually doing too much marketing, just from word of mouth. Um, and, and it was good. I was doing the meals myself and really, really enjoying them. But then after three months, three months, um, I decided actually that this, 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 this food business wasn't for me. Okay. Um, I was actually getting, I don't ever get sort of anxiety or anything like that, but it was causing me to get anxiety, which I knew wasn't right. I think I was trying to juggle too many things. I had the personal training business. It was still growing. That's, that was still requiring loads of energy. And then I was trying to do the food thing at the same time. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and it, it, yeah, looking back now, I probably should have sort of delegated it a bit more and, and operated it in a little bit of a, a different way. Um, but yeah, after three months, what I did to the chef that I was, I was doing it with, I said, you know what, this isn't for me, but I'm going to hand you the business. You carry on with it. And he's still going to this day. Um, and, and, and that was something that I tried. Um, and I'm so glad I tried it because what it made me realize is Max just focus on one thing for me. Anyway, yeah. I need to just focus on one thing. Most, you know, so that, that it, I learned a lot of lessons trying to set up another business while I was still really trying to my business that I've got now in HR Fitness is still quite a new business. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I learned a lot in that process, and it just shows you know what, just go for it. If, don't be afraid to start something, even if in three four months you think actually no this isn't for me. At least you tried it. But if you don't try something, you're never going to know. Um. So. I don't know if you had any experiences like that, Andy, where you've maybe tried something and then you've, you've maybe um, adjusted or course corrected along the way. I'm not sure. I've had about a million of them, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I used to say that I was crippled, uh, crippled with, um, uh, uh, oh, what is it? Opportunity, crippled with opportunity. That was it. <laughs> I'd literally exercise. And every time I exercised, I came up with a new business idea. And I literally ended up with like pages and pages of all these ideas, all of which needed a huge amount of money that I had none of. And <laughs> I just end up, so, I mean, I did, I sold stuff on Amazon. Uh, I flipped stuff on eBay. We used to look after dogs uh, instead of, you know, so if you went on holiday, we'd look after your dog. Um, we did car boot sales. We did, I mean, like we did everything to hustle to make cash on the side of a job. Um, then wedding photography, then 3D wedding figures. And likewise, what I found was when I had the wedding photography, the light, the 3D printing figures and a sports consultancy, you just can't do it all. Like I had three new businesses that I was trying to grow. It just wow. doesn't work. It just doesn't yeah. like, and they, the problem was then you, I, my, I think the belief was there that they would make it but the belief wasn't there that one of them would make it. And I, I always felt like I needed them because I needed one to do 50 grand, one to do 20 grand, one to do 30 grand, but none of them would do hundred grand. Yeah. 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 They were all kind of just like bubbling, but they weren't quite um, sort of thriving. You didn't have any of them thriving. But such. actually in hindsight, what I should have done was with the 3d figures business is actually bring someone in to run that or bring someone in as a partner on that and actually do a joint venture. And actually, my, it's my idea. You come in, you run it, you drive it, let's split it, crack on. And I think that still today, like that, I mean, there's a massive opportunity for that business. If anyone actually, anyone listening wants a business, I'm happy to talk about that, how we did that and we can chat about it. Uh, but anyway, night aside. Um, but yeah, that, that, that lesson of you can do too much, like, and until you've got people that you can delegate to, like, here's a project, delete it, uh, delegate it. But it has to be in the same sphere of what you do. Like, you know, we're bringing in new, pro new products all the time, but it's a new product. Like, mm -hmm. it's not a new business as such. Um, as well as food was something that, I mean, it's completely, I mean, like, it's not like doing, well, we're going to do yoga classes now for example, you know, it's, well, actually now we need a kitchen, we need a chef, we need a everything. Yeah, it's a completely different ball game going into foods, different industry, completely different ball game. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, so like, like you were saying, um, 
Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. No, um, I mean that, but the, the thing that was though, while you're thinking about that, is it was the same clients. You know, you know, when you brought it out, I was like, oh, that's a great idea. I need to sort that yeah. out. And by the time I'd actually got around to thinking about it, I hadn't seen any more about it. I was like, oh, well, that's, that's you know, whatever happens. I don't know. Um, but like for me, you know, I'm, every day at lunch, right, I'm literally back to back meetings. And what happens is, is like, so um, my wife works here um, part time. And then or other guys, they know literally today lunch arrived on my desk. Like it was just like, I think Andy needs some food. Someone get him some food. The other day um, I was in between meetings and my wife brought me in a soup that she heated up. And I, at the end of one meeting, I'm eating soup and then, and then she's off. And then I'm into <laughs> the next meeting, you know, like, it's just like that. But you need yeah. that. If I'm left to my own devices, I'd go to the shop and end up with packet sandwich, crisps. I'd have a smoothie. That's the good thing. I'd have a bar of chocolate. And goodness knows what else. Um, yeah. So the meal prep ID, like I'm going to deliver it to you and you can have that. And here's your five days all in a row, all at lunch, all at work. Go for it. Like it was, it was, it was purely about convenience. It was for a, for a busy person like yourself, Andy, it would have worked really well for you. Um, it's for busy individuals that maybe have got their own business or, uh, or whatever. They didn't have necessarily have the time to, to make that, make the food. Um, so yeah, it would have, that's it. That was the idea behind it. And a lot of clients within MHR did uh, did take interest to it and, uh, and go for it, actually. So they did work hand-in-hand hand together. So it wasn't a bad idea. It just, I decided no, no. it just what it was for me in the end. And that, that's actually, it wasn't me. It wasn't that it wasn't making money. The business was failing. It was more a case of, that this just don't feel right with me. I want to do, I, I, you know, right. I, I don't want to do it. Like, and I think that's a really key skill to be able to evaluate your own self and go, actually, this ain't yeah. working. Like, like I think that's fair. I think that's absolutely that's fair. That's it. That's it. That's it. So, so uh, sort of take a step back and um, yeah, self-evaluate and, and say, you know what, this business isn't for me and actually step away from it. It's, yeah. it's quite a powerful thing uh, to do. So what's, so obviously you've got well, four people. Yeah. Yeah. We're going great guns. We've just come out of lockdown. Well, might be going back into lockdown. Let's keep our fingers crossed. But either way, like, you know, business is doing well. You, you, you know, you're a young lad. How old are you, Max? 26. 20, I mean, 26. He's got four. He's employing three other people in the local community at 26. Mate, I was still bumming around on the beach teaching people to sail at 26. So fair play <laughs> to you. That's awesome as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so, yeah. you know. What what's like next? Like, and I don't mean like you know other businesses or whatever. But what, what's like your, what are your thoughts of what's the next year hold? What's your hopes and dreams? We've got so much in the pipeline, you know. Like, it, there's so much in the pipeline. It's so exciting. Um, and something I did want to sort of mention on here is um, is getting clarity on on where you're going and what you're doing. So if for me, I have to have clarity. Um, so yeah. this. So I know exactly where I'm going and what we're doing. So in four to five weeks, uh, we're renovating the studio at the Hedge End Golf Centre and it's going to be our own private studio there. So we've got that happening. And we've also got the online personal training that we launched in March, which was great timing. First of March, we launched online training. We go into lockdown on the, or the gym's closed on the 21st of March. So that, that timing was just... Foresight, Max, yeah. foresight, all in the planning, we know. <laughs> um, that was a massive coincidence, that was, but it, it, all, it all went to plan. And that, that is slowly growing. That's, um, that's something we are working on in the background is the online personal training. That's got potential. Um, like that's, that, you know, we can work with anyone um, in, in the world with the, the online personal training. So that's very exciting. We're actually currently working on online personal, tra- group personal training. So online group personal training, like we do offline, Yep. With a female-only group personal training, we're looking at doing that online, and we're developing that at, at the moment. So, yeah, yeah, I do see another trainer coming on. Actually, within the next six months, I predict there's going to be another trainer. I was going to bring another trainer on. Um, I had another trainer due to come on at the start of the year. Then, of course, coronavirus happened, so um, that, that that didn't happen in the end. But I predict within the six months we'll have another trainer coming on board that's going to help us out with the group training and all the face-to-face stuff. Um, and I'm actually I'm going to be 
doing more online personal training. Um, that's that's where sort of sort of I'm going. I'm still going to do the face to face personal training, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to be doing a lot more of the online personal training. So in the next year, that is going to be a big focus for us. Um, yeah, is, is the online personal training. Yeah, wicked, Max. That that has been absolutely amazing from start to finish. Uh, there's a load of things in there, uh, and I'm going to just pick out some of my favourite bits. So I think the first one is about the educating yourself. I think that's absolutely critical. You know, uh, that's the first thing. And that doesn't matter whether you are you know, from 14, 15 years old to however old. That's, there's no bloody excuse for it whatsoever. You, We can all say, oh, we love school, we hate school. School was for me or school wasn't for me. But we're not talking about educating yourself on algebra. We're talking about educating yourself on the things you're, you, listening to this today, are passionate about. You know, for Max, you know, that staff with was around um, personal training, fitness people. Then it got into, you know, sort of more Gary V and Ty Lopez and people like that, you know, and I'm sure he differs between the two. So that, that was one, I think, one important thing that people look to take away. Um, I think the other the next thing was, you know, taking people on sooner, getting people involved, working for you, even if it's an outsourced, outsourced admin person for three hours a week. Like you just think about what you're doing every day that you could give to someone that they could do. You just think about that. I think that's, that's great. Niche market. You talked about niche market in there about really niching down with the ladies between a specific age range that they were the ones that were turning up. They were the ones that wanted to be involved. So actually doubled down on that and make that work. And actually, but since then I've actually seen you've been doing gentleman's training. Ah, I saw that okay. sneak out the other day. See. We're going to get you in for some of that, Andy. Yeah, I'm going to be there. Um, uh, so I do see uh, <laughs> okay. open. I do see uh, Max most well, not most mornings because you're not in the gym every morning. But when when you come of a morning, Max is normally coming in to play tennis with uh, one of the guys I go in the gym of a morning with, um, Mr. Motivator. I call him. Because uh, he literally runs around the the gym like he's Mr. Motivator. Like if if you if you don't know what I mean by Mr. Motivator, go on go into Google and just search search Mr. Motivator ITV, and you're gonna find it. Was it? I, oh, I don't know. Whatever it was. Anyway, um, I think the other thing you said about clarity, clarity in the vision of where you're going and what you want to do. I think that's another one. I think that was a really really that's good. Huge. One. That's huge. Getting clarity, and I've got I've got a mentor that I see in person, and I've seen her for for a while, and she's helped me get clarity on what I want, where I'm going, and it's an absolute game changer. So get get that's something I didn't I haven't spoken about. No, sorry, I missed that bit. You've got who's the lady you've got in? Uh, no, it's just I, I, I've got a mentor that I see oh, in person. Mentor. Okay, that was a it. mentor called, called Melissa, and she's really helped me get clarity on what I want you know, where I want to take things. What's my big why? Why am I doing this? Why have I got this business? Yeah. And all of those things, and it's very powerful. Um, so get yourself a mentor. It's, it's an absolute game changer. That's that's what I would suggest to anybody, especially in and around my age, a young age, start your business at 22. If you do that, you're going to need a mentor. You can get somebody like Andy, listen to his podcast with all the experience he's got. Um, I listen to Andy's videos he's putting out on Instagram. I think they're awesome. Um, <laughs> I'm a, it's drive time, drive time. Drive time. I want to hear you say it. Go on. Let's drive time. A... Drive time. <laughs> I can't do it as well as you. I want to na 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 Excellent. And then one of my, my favorite bits is, is about the client first. So how do you focus on the client's needs, the focus, the focus is achieving the best you can for your client. That's the key thing, right? Yeah, that's essential. It's not about you. It's about your client and your customer. Put them first. Exactly that. And I like to finish on that because if there's anyone out there that needs personal training, if they need any support, losing weight, gaining weight or muscle, not gaining weight, gaining muscle, muscle uh, would gaining probably muscle. be better. Is that fair? You know, anyone that yeah. wants you know, that personal training, you know, and they're local, but all you need online, then Max is your man without shadow of doubt. So Max... How can people get in contact with you? How do they get in touch with you? What's the best way? And so on. So my personal Instagram is Maxwell R Coaching. Uh, you, can, you can direct message, message me on there. Um, or if you want to find the MHR Fitness um, at Facebook, social media, 
that's MHR underscore fitness, or you can find our website. Um, there's, yeah, there's all those different sort of platforms, or we're even on LinkedIn as well now. Uh, so you can find MHR fitness on LinkedIn. We'll put a whole load of that in the comments wherever this ends up. Um, yeah. In the comments, so you'll have a link to that, which is absolutely brilliant. Now, one thing, actually, I didn't actually ask any of the questions I really had, but there was one question, MHR Fitness. Now, I'm pretty sure I know Maxwell and Rust, but I don't know the H, so I want to know what the H is. It's a good question. It's a good question. So it was Maxwell, Harrison. It's Maxwell, Harrison, Rust, but I've changed it. Um, it's not, it's not, it doesn't stand for Maxwell, Harrison, Rust anymore. It stands for Mindset health results a lot of people does do still think it's mine i do think it's my initials but it's mindset health results and that's what we're all about at nhr fitness and that's that's what we stand for do you know what that was uh, just so you know that was not planned that we just came up with that i want like no. that, that wasn't planned uh explain to how these things come out so uh look max uh that's been amazing i really appreciate your time uh it's been super to have you on uh, i think that's an amazing first podcast vlog that we're going to do i think i set the tone absolutely beautifully for every single one we're going to do going forwards there was a bit of everything in there there was a bit of backstory there was some lessons there was you know anyone that's listening to this it goes to show that it doesn't matter where you are in your life you know you can you can literally set up a business if you put your mind to it and you want to do it you know you don't have to be the world's brightest person i'm not saying max isn't bright by the way you don't have to be the most creative person you don't have to, but you know what i mean like it's about you, you have to be a certain age like anyone can do it i'm not old enough to set my own business up rubbish get on with it um anyway right thank you very much uh, that, thank you very much, everyone. This was Andy from Business Insider Secrets from Team Hoops. Uh, thank you very much. Much appreciated. Signing out.